Welcome to another episode of the Wholesaling Elite Podcast. My name is Aisham Hipshear. I'm here with my co-host, Tanner Santucci. And today, I'm going to be like Jamil. Today is one of my favorite <laughs> uh, podcasts ever because I am really, th- th- this is going to be interesting. Guys. This is the first podcast that me, myself, has done where I, I, I'm interviewing someone that I don't know a lot about, but I know a lot of um, um, Racky Zidane. So Racky, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a blessing to be here. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Racky, I, uh, I just want to say, first of all, I love that you took the time out of your busy life uh, and you sh- graced us with doing this podcast in your freaking mansion. It looks like you got a log cabin going on or something. <laughs> For any of you guys that can see this, the background's dope. <laughs> Raggy said, man, when I came into this room, they just put this background on it. I don't know yeah, why. It was like, it was a green screen. I said, no. They gave me this. I was like, I actually like this. It's yeah, just- that's kind of dope. I like that. <laughs> it's nice to look at during the show, man. That's right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, brother, welcome to the show. Um, and again, I, I was saying um, earlier that that you know I I we, we're not too familiar with each other. Matter of fact, this is our first time seeing each other live, uh, but we connected uh, through our our community Astro Flipping. We're both repping proudly. Um, Astro is a community that that Racky and I both uh, are a part of, and that's how we connected. And I just saw, man, over the the past few months that I've uh, Uh, been in this community and been really engaged i've seen his flips i've seen his passion for helping other people i've seen uh just his you know when he's on the q a call the quality of questions i'm like this is a guy we we, we've got to connect with he's doing things he's an a player um and so man more so than anything for for our podcast we're we're not necessarily too um into um, the tactics, you know, there, there's plenty of shows out there that, that'll give you the what's and the how to do all this stuff. And sure, we, we may cover over some of that stuff, but we really want to dig into the whys, you know, we want to dig into the mindset um, of how you, you know, got to this level. So if you could start us off, man, kind of take us back, you know, to, to, to the beginning of your story, you know, where, where, where do you come from? What's your, what's your, what's your deal? Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me here. Um, I truly appreciate it. And uh, I'll make all the time in the world for you, brother. All right. So who, for those who don't know me, my name is Rocky Zidane. I am originally from Baghdad, Iraq. I am a war zone survivor. I've literally went through all war zones that um, a child could uh, experience. I never went to school back home, started working at the age of uh, 10 years old. Um, me and my two brothers, of course, older than me, we all worked uh, to support our families. Um, it was so tough over there that, uh, you get, if you're older than, if you're 18 and older, or if they feel like you get the bones in your body, you get dragged to go to the military to fight at no cost. Like you don't, you don't get paid. You don't get food. You don't get nothing. You go, you go, go train so you can just fight another country. It's just mind blowing. And it is so sad. Um. My dad was uh, the one that always got dragged to go fight in the battlefield, and he always managed to escape because he didn't want to fight. He said, I'm not going to harm anybody that's not harming my family. Long story short, fast forward to uh, 1999, my dad had escaped, and they um, threatened him that he will he will be killed pretty much. So he left the country on foot, and uh, it took him like almost six days with no food, no drinks, just to escape the country on foot to go to a different country. And then we got trapped because, of course, they know who you are. They know your family. So we were trapped until 2003 and our military, U.S. military. I'm proud to say that that's my military because they came in and they rescued me and my family with alongside with so many other families. So I'm forever grateful and I thank everyone who served us. Um, now... Fast forward to 2004, we reuni- reunited with our father, and then that that was amazing because we got to see him. He got to see all of us, and uh, we continue working because we never went to school. Um, to until to th- I worked in a barber shop. I was then I was a short, tiny guy um, in a barber shop in the Middle East. You don't move the chair around. That's disrespectful. The client should always look in the mirror and you move around. So they always see what you're doing in, in case mm. you mess up or anything like that. 
So I had a stool that I used to kick around because I was too short to see about the countertop. I'd move the stool around and cut people hair, right? And um, fast forward to 2009, uh, we were able to move to, uh, to America and uh, we came to Clarkson here in Georgia. And we lived there uh, for a year. It's a refugee pretty much complex where refugees get to go there and uh, pretty much just get the hang of, hey, we're in America, right? You right. don't understand the language, you don't understand the culture, but you had you had to come in. And it all happened fa- uh, so fast that we come in here as seven uh, family members with only $600 in our pocket. Wow. Because we were supposed to be told six months in advance so we could sell our stuff. We were told two weeks prior. Literally after Christmas, <clears throat> they said, all right, you guys are going to America on the, um, on the 8th of January. <laughs> we're down. Yeah, and we're like, wow, that's crazy. Long story short, we moved here in uh, 2009 um january 20th because we walked into new york airport and uh barack obama was giving his first uh speech and that's why <laughs> I that day because i was like what's going on <laughs> we had no idea because they don't show you all these things in middle east like all they show you about america is jerry springer no. jerry springer <laughs> jerry, jerry. Yeah, now, of course now it's different all that um so yeah we lived in uh in an apartment complex for a year then we immediately started working, uh, me and my three brothers. I was 18 at that time. They said, okay, Rock is going to school with his two younger uh, siblings. I'm like, whoa, school? No. I never went to school back home. I'm not going to go to school right now. So I, I was kind of hard-headed about it. My mom was like, hey, if you lost eight years of your life, 10 years, don't lose it all. And I love my mom to death. Like I would drop anything for her. So I was like, you know, mom, I'm not going to say no to you. I'll give it a try. But if I don't like it, I'm going to leave. She said, sure. So started working because I had gotten my social security. Then they put me in a school in March, I believe. I went to How old were you again? I was 18 at that time. And they put okay. me in ninth grade. Whew. Everyone wow. was 14 years old or 13 years old, right? My first day I had sat in the class um, in an empty seat in the back because that was the only seat that was available. And uh, the teacher asked me if I had a paper. And I, I honestly had no idea what she was saying. All she said is, do you have a paper? The reason why I remember this is because she kept on repeating it on slow. But if I don't understand the meaning, I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. It's not you're saying it fast. So I'm assuming she started asking me what, I, what, what do I speak. And all I said is no English. I didn't even notice how to say I don't speak English. So I said, no English, no English. So she kept on saying this stuff until she said Arabic, which is the language I speak. I was like, yes. So the guy in the front turned around and he told me in Arabic, hey, she's asking you for a paper. I whipped out a paper. She's like, yes. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, then, you know, I started going to school every day. And the kids in the class, start, every time they're, at, they're, they're asked, they're, they'll be like, oh, we don't speak English. And they'll start laughing, right? So it never really hurt me because I started working at age of 10 in a barbershop. In a barbershop, you could just see everybody. Right. Poor, <laughs> rich, bad, good, talkative, quiet, like literally everybody. You get to, you're just a psychologist. You get to hear everybody's stories, you know? So it never bothered me. I was like, you know what? These are kids, you know? But my mentality was not at 18. My mentality was like probably 28 at that time for working in, in, in a barbershop. I was like, okay, we're going to learn English. So learn English, finish school. I played soccer, um, finished high school. Did you have to do all four years starting at 18? I actually did three. Okay. So after I did the first year, um, I had worked something with the uh, principal. I said, look, I, I understand you guys are keeping me here and all that. Because I think you have until the age of 21 or 22 as a refugee to graduate. Mm-hmm. So, and after I learned, so I, I was learning like pretty good. So I was like going heavy. So he asked me to do the graduation test in, um, in my third year, second year, sorry. Cause I did half semester, ninth grade, full semester, um, 10th grade. And then my 11th, uh, first semester in 11th grade, I, I, he asked me if I could take, take the graduation test. And if I pass, they'll move me to 12th grade and I passed. So I, they moved me and then that got going and then I, 
I finished high school and I got nice. all my stuff done. And then I was like, wow, man, if I could do this, I think I can go to college. I went to college. I went for architecture engineer and I was doing so good. I was doing all A's and B's. And of course, car accident happened. I got hit in the back of my head and uh, um, my got disconnected. My arm got disconnected from my brain, my left arm. So I was dragging around all the time for like three days until it started, like, I started moving my fingers and I knew the memory started coming back. Then I went back to school, but you know, you get hit in the back of your head. It's not the same. I could not stare at the paper anymore. Like my head would hurt out of nowhere. I don't care how many Advil, how many Tylenol I take, it hurts. So I dropped out and I continued working. Of course, I was working bakery at that, at that time um, as a baker. Um, so I continue working and everything. And then I was like, okay, I need to learn something that doesn't require a lot of paperwork or like head or like, you know, using my head a lot. I'm, I've always been very handy because I cut hair. So I, I got into maintenance. I moved from my supervision uh, position in that bakery to maintenance department. I literally stepped down for it. And as I was learning, I went to an aviation school because only hands-on. So I become a certified aviation technician. Nice. So I'm working, you know, fast forward, um, I graduated school in 2018, the aviation school, started doing contractor jobs and everything. And then um, Bowen Airline, before that, I moved from the bakery, Masada Bakery, where I worked at, to King's Hawaiian in 2018, right after I graduated. Then... A little bit after that, I got a job offer from Bowen Airline in North Charleston. They're like, hey, we want you. I was like, cool. That's what I went to school for. You know, it's maintenance in general. Maintenance is maintenance, right? But for I was sure. like, I went to school to work for the airline. So not a whole lot of benefits. It was a contract job for a year. And if they like me, they keep me. I never had a problem with people keeping me out of job because I work from my heart. I'm so ethical um, because I feel like if you're giving me a job, you're trusting me to do something and then you pay me rightfully. So I always do it a hundred percent from my heart. Um, and before I walk into any workplace I worked at, I would stop there. I'd say a little prayer. And then I asked myself a question. I said, if I own this company, will I hire me? Mm. If it's a yes, I go into work. If it's a no, why? What needs to be fixed? Go in and fix it. Of course, that's on me. Like, whatever I have problems with, I'm slacking. I'm taking five minutes longer breaks. It's not right. It doesn't matter if they pay me only 100%. I accepted this job. So that's how I see it. Um, so four months into this job at King's Hawaiian, Bone Airline calls me. They offer me $7 more than what I, what I was making at King's Hawaiian. So four months at work. I don't expect anything. I walk into the manager. I say, hey. Thank you so much for this amazing four months. I just want to let you know I got this opportunity. It's a lot more money, and I have two daughters. So every penny I make is going to be an extra food for them, extra coals for them, because that's what I'm working for with my kids. He said, yeah, absolutely. I give him my, uh, my two weeks notice. I go into work the next day. I get called to the office. I'm like, man, they're going to let me go. <laughs> So I walked in and he, of course, he complimented how I work and how they like my potential and everything. And they beat the offer overnight, bro. <laughs> that never happened. I've never seen that happen before. They gave me $8 more than what I was making at that job. I'm That's like, awesome. it's no brainer. My whole family's here. My parents here, my brother's here, my sister here. I love it here in Georgia. I was like, it's no brainer. I was like, I'm, I'm keeping it. But I was like, let me take the night off to think of, of course. I thought about it. I gave it a thought. I was like, okay, I'm staying. And COVID hit. Guess what happened to Boeing Airline? Shut down. Oh, wow. Laid up everybody. I was so thankful because I have two daughters. I had, like, in my head, I was like, man, I had to come home and tell my daughter's daddy I ain't got no job. Man, it was hurting me, even though... I had a job. We never stopped working here at King's Hawaii. So that one I said, what can I do that can bring money without me having to work? I can't write a book. I'll probably be cussing in the book. 
<laughs> I was like, what is the one thing that I can do at least one time that generates money constantly? I come across real estate. I did trade the stock market. I was doing, I, I do really good with the stock market. I love like numbers and charts, but stock market is to me is still active job and you can't really predict it. Um, right. And you can hold on to something. How long are you going to hold on to it? If it dips, you're going to be stressed. Are you going to lose your hair? Sure. You're going like, to be like 10 years. You're going to age 10 years in like three days. <laughs> right. So I came across real estate. I started learning. That's in 2020 in May. Okay. I started learning about it. I, uh, a friend of mine here from 2009 was uh, already in real estate so he heard that i'm learning about it he was like hey let's let's come in i'll mentor you one two three it's only a hundred dollars a month i was like cool we got into a mentorship you don't know how people are until you work with them Patreon. so and the man i am i don't say names or i don't talk bad about others what happened yesterday happened yesterday you know fast forward no comments we split apart because it's so stupid a friend of 12 years will ditch you when you need them. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm a student. Like, I don't know, you know, Gosh, but then man. I was like, screw it all. You know, I've always learned on my own. It doesn't hurt. Um, I landed my first deal in November. So that was my first lead in June. And I was following up every single week. And that's how the journey started. So um, how did how did you go ahead? How did you find real estate or how did you come across real estate? Because I know you uh, said you you just kind of you were looking for something to make some extra money to, and then you you came you jumped into real estate, but how did you find real estate? Was there you know when COVID hit, social media exploded because now a lot of people sit home, right? And uh, so I was, I was on YouTube. Because that's how I learned maintenance really good is YouTube, right? So I was on YouTube and I was how to make money, how to make money, how to make money, really. I was getting a lot of Amazon um, and automation, but that's you have to put in the work every day. I was like, I don't want to do that. That's the thing. And then I come across Jerry Norton. Nice. And I was like, well, Jerry. that's interesting. I'm in. First video I looked at was he was doing um, the 10K club at that time. And I was like, $1,000 doesn't hurt me. If I need money, I'll work another job. I get an Uber, you know, become an Uber driver and make $1,000 in two weeks and call it a day. We're even. I joined and that's how I started learning more about it. Uh, 10K club was really good because it was, um, it offers, um, Proof of funds and stuff like that. And of course, it's got its, its own good stuff for the $1,000. It was worth it, right? Especially for somebody getting started. And um, January 2021, there was an Atlanta meetup. This guy named Pace and this guy named Jamil. All right. Doesn't hurt to look people up. I looked Jamil up. I looked Pace up. And um, I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll go because... Um, during that time, I was learning that con uh, connecting with others is the key in real estate. 100%. And me being a people person, I was like, no brainer. That never been a problem for me. I go over there and I'm talking to every single body. There is only probably two people that were not wholesalers. And then everybody else was like pretty much wholesaling, right? And um, Jamil walks in, Pace walks in, everybody, right? They talked and I walk up, I talk to Pace, I talk to Jamil, right? And uh, it clicked immediately with Jamil. I was like, I like this guy. I like his energy. We matched. We literally match the same energy. Um, so I was like, Jamil, how can I learn about this? He said, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I said, say less. Shot my DM, spoke to him. Then I spoke to Nino. And um, I was like, uh, okay, cool. You know what? I'll join I told this is what I told um, um, Kenneth. I think I spoke to when I was joining Astro. I say, "All right, Kenneth, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna send me a contract. It's legit. 
I am not going to give you the full uh, amount for the uh, mentorship. I'm going to give you three payments, one payment every month. Here's what's going to happen. The first month I pay, the first payment I pay, if I see anything that's not what you said to me, what you stated, I am calling my bank. I was like, hey, these guys are stealing. Cancel my account. He said, and he was cracking up. <laughs> I say, but I tell you what, I make the most of everything. I say, you close to the closer. Exactly. You close to their closer. That's it. I say, I make the most of everything. You give me apple, either I eat it or I make apple juice. That's it. It was like, cool. So I got in. I went over the uh, week one, the mindset, which is which is very helpful. I, I suggest everybody who who start or even like if you started, just go back and watch the mindset over and over if you want. It's really good. It was helpful. And then I was moving. I was moving. I had closed uh, two deals at that time before Astro. Man, I joined Astro and to the moon. I was closing deals left and right. I had worked with agents before. And everything, but everything in the course that had helped me so much. So I got in and I was I was rock and rolling that year, 2021. I was killing it. I was closing uh, 16,000 wholesales at that time. That wasn't like, oh my God, that's before you know the market boom big. I started closing 37,000 wholesale assignments and everything. And uh yeah, I just, just kept on going. And then... Um, Do you remember how many deals you did that year? I know I can tell you I made probably 85000 within six months after I joined. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was, that was was big. I've never made that money working the job. Sure. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, in 2022, in January, I... Um, I started helping Astro students here. So every Sunday from 10 to one or two, I'll take time from my family, my kids, my life. And I meet at a coffee shop and invite everybody within that week. Guys, we're meeting at this address at this time. Come on, let's talk real estate. And then they come and we talk real estate and then I help them with whatever they need help. We share, of course, we learn every day. Like it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. We're all students. So even the new, even the new guy that comes to the table, I learn from them. It could be anything in life, you know. So we talk real estate majority of the time. We talk like mindset. We help each other. Like I help you, you know, I help others like with their schedule. Like okay, sleep faster. You don't need to sleep eight hours for you try to make a difference. You sleep when you're rich. That's what I tell. Them. I was like, yeah. I, I sleep. Well, in high school, I slept three hours for three years. Because I worked, I played soccer, and I went to school, right? So if I know that I need to get things done, three hours is all I need, and I'm I'm Batman, you know? I'm, like, up and going. Like, you can't beat me. I'm still going to get up, right? And I tell people, I was like, look, you sleep when you're rich. For now, I'm rich in the heart. When I'm rich in the bank like that, in the assets, <laughs> I'll sleep. Okay, for now, we sleep three, four, five hours, no more than five hours. If you really want to make a difference, sleep faster. I said, don't sleep less, sleep faster. You know, it's, it's called mindset. If you say sleep less, like, oh, man, I'm going to be tired. I'm like, hey, sleep faster. That's it. You get up, get about your business. I like that. Do your thing. I like that. That's I awesome, like that. man. So, so how, how is your business looking now? I mean, are you, I mean, since, since let me ask you this then. Since you have been willing to, you know, start these meetups and start, you know, bringing in and having these conversations, meeting with other wholesalers, Astro students in Atlanta, how has that impacted your business? It's great. Um, Danny Harrison, you guys know about him. Absolutely. Danny, Her Danny is uh, 20 years old. He showed up to when he found me, like you find me on, in the Astro flipping, he said, I'm coming to the meetup. This guy was working Sundays at one o'clock. He was there every Sunday at 10 o'clock. He showed wow. up every week. I walked literally like he was brand new. I walked him through everything I learned, of course, everything I know. And, you know, we learn together as we go forward. And uh, it how it impacted me. Danny and I buying properties right now. 
we're literally buying properties, not just flips. We're holding assets. We have Airbnb that should be going live soon. Um, we have a flip. We're going to make a triple digit flip on it. Like, nice. Look, Very nice. It's, it's, yeah, you don't make this in Atlanta. Like even in a good market, you would make probably 80000 We're like nailing this to the wall because the way we approached it, the way we purchased it. And and that was an agent outreach. So agent outreach works. <laughs> So how long, how long from the time you started wholesaling to when you purchased your first property? So I, 2021 is when I wholesaled the most. 2020, the first four months were just learning experience. Right. Uh, 2021, I was wholesaling pretty much the whole year. Uh, 2022, March this year, um, I bought my first uh, triplex. Very nice. Um, actually, this is how I... I went about it, right? I was uh, I I don't read book I don't read books because I never finish the books. I read, <laughs> I read when I, if it attracts me, I start reading. Once I learn something, I go put it to work. Right. I don't finish the book. I go I put that. it to work immediately. Um, and I I was reading a book from uh, um, Brandon Tanner, the bearded guy from Bigger Pockets, and he was talking about exponential growth. Where don't focus on buying sixteen units right now. Or don't focus on buying like 10 single family. If you want assets, buy a duplex. Next year, buy a quaplex. The year after, buy eight units. So you doubled down the year before, right? And then I, my goal was to retire at, um, at 40, 10 years. Now my goal is retire at 35 because of that book. And the reason why I said that is because I calculated. If I buy a duplex this year, quad next eight units, third year, fourth unit, 16, fifth unit, 32. The income that this is going to be generating, I will retire. And not me. I'm doing this to make sure my kids are well taken care of. And number one is to make sure my parents don't have to work ever again. That's why I need to get to that 32 units, right? Then I saw a quote from Elon Musk, right? He said, if you have a 10 years goal, try to do it in one year. You hmm. will fail 100%, <laughs> but you'll be three, four years closer. Right. You, put so much. you don't put the one year work. You put five years work in that one year. You're going to be a lot closer. And I'm like, man, why am I just so focused on, on a duplex? Let's open it up and see where we're going to be at. Landed a triplex immediately. Literally the same month. Holy it just, you just got to tell yourself, I can do it. That's it. And you'll be able to do it. And um, yeah, I landed a Traplex. That Traplex was listed for 220 I negotiated before I went there at 195 because it makes sense based on the numbers. I go to the property. I see so many issues. I negotiated down to 150 Then I got an inspector out there and he found something I didn't see. I negotiated down all the way to 143 very so, nice. Forty three thousand. That's in Columbus, Georgia. So in Columbus, Georgia, you would get them cheap like that, like for probably 200, 250 renovated, but the rent is good. The mm. rent is always going to be more than one one percent. So are you um, only looking to acquire in terms of buying assets and buying property? Are only looking to acquire multifamily, or do you buy, purchase any single family? That's a great question, and mainly multifamily the reason why is because if i have four units i have four income if one moves out i'm only losing 25 percent of the income not 100 percent of a single family house second i have one maintenance one roof one landscaping not four different ones so it's less maintenance let's let it's less less hassle let's just put it that way because again all units into one building you already know that you only got one roof, one landscaping, one maintenance guy that does everything. And they don't have to travel and, and, and you know, you have to pay them for uh, commuting from one building to another. So, yes. However, it, I, I did shift my mind a little bit to acquire Airbnb single family uh, houses. In Georgia, I would for sure. I think I'm expanding to Florida, but the hurricane kind of scared me away. But that's the thing. That's life. Anything can happen. So my main focus was to go to Nashville because I read about it in Nashville and I saw the numbers and it made so much sense. So now it's Nashville on top and then Florida. Single family homes. Very nice. 
If I can jump in and uh, and just get, I know that there's listeners from all kinds of ranges and experiences and whatnot, you know, to 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 this show specifically. But um, I want to kind of go back to your first deal, and I noticed something really interesting. So you you got involved in real estate in May of 2020, right? And you said you got your first lead in June. So your first lead came about a, a month later. Correct. And your first deal closed in November. Um, so, you know, just a few months after that. I know a lot of folks um, and, and I, I, hey, look at that. Yeah, we got a wolf in the house. What's right. up, Wolf Scout? <laughs> Let me get this past that, please. <laughs> My son's in Cub Scout. So I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm heavily involved Thank as you. well. So yeah, she, she just got from school and she gives me loves when she gets here. So. That's she amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so anyways, the, uh, the, you know, new wholesalers getting started, you know, I, I remember listening to podcasts when I first got started and I would hear, you know, the conversations that we were just talking about, you know, these multifamilies and all this. And I don't want to say it caused confusion for me, but it was just like, you know, it was, it was opening my eyes like, wow, like what, you know, the potential is so crazy. Um, but one of the things I did was, I just knew from life experience that, man, I, I can't, I got to stay focused. I got to stay focused and, and just get this first deal done. So mm-hmm. where was, where was your mindset at? Uh, because man, it seems like, you know, through your upbringing, you've overcome a lot of adversity. So you are, you already came, you know, armed with the shield of nose, you know, like you, you were no, your no repellent was on full. I'm pretty sure that your first no, you didn't just crumple down after, you know, hearing the story of the adversity that you and your family overcame coming from Baghdad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you've got that, you know, you've got the accountability. Where was your mindset at that allowed you to, to stick in there? You know, did you get depressed along the way? Were you ever like, man, this isn't going to happen? Or were you just like, you know, I'm going to keep doing it until it happens? Walk us through that that first deal. Absolutely. Um, Again, you brought a good point about me coming from Baghdad and the war zones. Um, I could sit over here and play a victim and make everybody cry for me and they feel bad for me. Or I could be in a survivor mode all the time and be like, if I survived all that, Somebody tells me, no, it ain't going to hurt me. I've lived with rejections all my life. I had nothing. I had nothing to eat and nothing to drink for days. So this is nothing. And then I've gotten a lot as a new investor in the real estate, right? Oh, people's gonna, people are going to cuss you out. People are going to tell you no. So what? My theory, my mindset was this. Whoever cussed me out, whoever says no to me, Whoever just yells at me, I'm never, ever going to meet these people. Mm-hmm. Why am I so afraid of talking to them? Why am I so afraid of projections if I'm never going to meet them? If I ever meet these people, it's for a good cause. That's because we're closing. Right. That's exactly what I told myself. And, of course, my why helped a lot. Absolutely. And that's how I see it. If, if, if For those who get started and stop start again and stop or quit or like never get started my my number one advice is up your why Mm. up your why and the best way to do this you don't need to pay a personal trainer personal coach simple get up in the morning write down three names three names could be kids your kids your mom your grandma over three names Write them down and ask yourself a couple of questions. Take 15 minutes of those days. Just 15 minutes to answer your questions. Your question should be, if I quit, however, how bad it will be for them? Whatever you're doing, you're doing it for those three names. If I quit, what's going to happen? How much is going to affect their lives? And my mama have to work until she retires so she can get 100000 in her account that she can blow right through within three months. Take five minutes talking negative only because it's good to remind yourself if you quit what happens. Then take the next 10 minutes when I make it. But there's two, two, two words over here I'm going to highlight later on. When I make it, 
how much impact I'm going to make on their lives. Those three names. Can I actually attend my uh, Girl Scout meetings? Or am I have to be at work? But when you make it, you will attend all these meetings. Showing up to your kids is so important. We might not feel it, but for them, it's big. Being there for your mama when she's sick. Take her to the doctor. Being there for your dad, regardless of the relationship. You say, dad, no matter what, you see my father. And I love you to death. And I want to do this for you. I don't want you to work for somebody. You don't want to sit home and be lazy? Fine. Look, this is a car for you. And this is a credit card for car expenses. Go collect rent. Go make sure the landscape is done. Go make sure the exterior of these buildings are good. Go knock at the door make sure these tenants are well taken care of. For 10 minutes, the two words I want to highlight is every time you want to talk about something negative, you want to say if. If I quit. Now, it's an optional for you to quit because if you quit, not when you quit. But I also want to talk positive. I say when I make it. Not if I make it. If I make it, you're limiting yourself. Oh, well, if I make it, I make it. No. When I make it, when I when I make $100,000, when I make a million dollars, not if. But you see, it's just two words. But if you say, if I make a million dollars, I'll do this. No. When I make a million dollars, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy mm. whatever. I'm going to buy a new watch. Who cares? But yeah, I saw. It's when. I want to kind of bounce something off kind of rebuttal not even rebuttal i guess just add on to what you're saying with the if part i actually saw something the other day um where instead of saying whenever you're you're thinking to yourself about something don't say what if say even if tell yourself even if what if i fail versus even if i fail even if i fail i can use that as a learning lesson but if you tell yourself what if i failed and that's where the doubt and the fear comes in so i i love the fact that you were saying you know, kind of use that if and, and and think past that, not just use that as a stopping point or a roadblock mentally. So 100%. It's awesome. Yeah. I like that even. I like that that kind of levels up because I, I, I love taking notes, Racky, during during these these conversations. And I was writing down if equals doubt, when equals certainty. And I like, Tanner, what you said as far as the even if, because it just adds that next level of, of, uh, you know, just asking yourself and challenging yourself. So that that's really good. Racky, I love that. So ask what would happen if I quit? Um, and then, you know, what will happen if I make it? Um, and then kind of interchange those if and those wins to really get the truth out of that. Was there a third one? That's all I use. Awesome. When, when something is, is uh, if somebody talks to me bad, it is what it is, right? And now I'm making an option in my head um, and then when is like, um, when I make this deal, I'm going to buy a brand new watch. I'm going to go get my car detailed. And one, one thing about me that helped me out through my journey in life in general, especially being in school and not speaking English, is every time you complete a task, reward yourself. However, if you need a new pants, do not buy new pants. Put a task Okay, I'm going to buy a new pants if I clean my yard. Mm, I like that. If I'm going to buy a new new pair of shoes uh, when I, uh, when I get my car cleaned myself. So put a task. It just helps you um, uh, it, it stay encouraged and stay consistent. Like, okay, cool. If I need to get this cup of coffee, I need to make ten dollars extra an hour because that's five five dollars from Starbucks. The only difference between me and the other guy is I don't go to Starbucks and buy five dollars coffee. I just get the one for free. It's not fancy, <laughs> but it doesn't work. <laughs> so, put task. Always put a task to anything you you want to achieve. So, if you want to bring, if you're a new computer, like I, I would love a setup. I don't need it really, but a setup is nice. So now my my job now is like okay, cool. Do I want to set up? Of course I want to set up. Why not? Everyone wants to set up. It's just nice walking into it. Now I got to put a task to that. Hmm. What is my task? Buy another multifamily. Nice. Then. So, no, go ahead. On my, on my, 
big old setup with three different monitors. Every unit is one monitor. <laughs> so when you're looking at your goals and these tasks, do you do you break them down backwards, or do you do you say, hey, that's what I want to achieve, or that's what I want to buy, and then you know you strategize from there, or do you look at that, say, I want to buy this multifamily. What's it going to take to buy that multifamily? So you work that backwards and you break it down. Correct. Dreams without goals are just dreams. And goals without steps are just goals. You break it down into small steps. Very so small steps. So I'm sorry. So these these steps, I'm just trying to pick your brain on this because it's it's intriguing. So uh, these steps that you're breaking down, when you break them down into small steps, you break them on a you know daily steps, you know, weekly steps. Are you, you know, how how what increments of technically are you are you it looking should, towards? It should be weekly steps when you buy in big units because you want Time kills all deals. With multifamily, however, buying the wrong deal will kill you. Hmm. You wanna you wanna space it out, calculate your numbers correctly. It's all when, once you get into multifamily, it's all number games. It's no longer this house, whatever happens to it, I refinance. No, it's all number games. Now, these numbers will will just will make it or break it. And if you guys remember, Jamil just lost like four hundred seventy thousand on. EMD because he walked away, which is very smart. But if he would have gone and bought that deal, I would have, he would be stressed forever. For sure. Smart right. move, right? Smart move. So it's stuff like this. But of course, that can't be calculated overnight. You really got to take a week to to go over it. So yeah, of course, he was like, okay, I must spend the whole week finding the right location. Once I find that location within that week, I'm going to find the safety of that. I'm going to find what's around job growth, um, population growth, um, uh, real estate growth, what's in there. You know, you just don't want to go buy and there's no population growth, right? Uh, the reason why I buy in Columbus is even though Columbus is not as great, but it's the second, the second biggest city in Georgia after Atlanta. So, you know, somebody's renting all the time, <laughs> you know? So, right. yes, I break it down into steps. Uh, depends on the deal or depends on the goal. It's going to be a daily daily uh, steps or weekly steps. So since this is, let me ask you this then, since this is primarily a, a wholesale podcast, essentially, what if someone was just getting into wholesale, they just saw it like YouTube, whatever, whatever it is, and they had 30 days to do a deal, what are some simple action steps you would you would tell someone if they had 30 days to get a deal in the brand new? Consistent. If, if you're doing agent outreach, call agents every single day. Make How many should they call? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. All I of love them. that answer. It's, it's very, it's, you need four hours on your business, not in your business. You need four hours on your business to make a difference. In four hours, well, now I can make 50 offers easy 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 probably take me a lot less but you need four hours on your business uh following up um calling agents uh comping properties analyzing deals the night before set what you're going to do the next day do not wake up and start okay planning for your day because that's not going to work remember what you want to do is you want to write three names down when you wake up in the morning do your prayers, go to the gym, take a cold shot, whatever, you, whatever your routine is. You should not be planning your day. Planning your day should be the day prior. You wake up and you want to go Excellent. bananas. Hammer that day. Just go in, consistent call agents, call wholesalers, call um, sellers, direct to sellers. Whatever, whatever your strategy is, four hours, consistent job. Turn off your phone. So do you have a... Do you have a consistent daily schedule that you go off of or do you, uh, you or you kind of just, you, you kind of think whatever the night before is like, I need to get this done throughout the day. Or do you have a strict schedule? I don't have a strict schedule. Um, one thing about me is I still work my, my job as a maintenance technician. Um, it, because of it, it aligns with what I'm doing right now. And, um, I'm at the, I'm at the, I'm at a job right now where it doesn't require me to do much by being in the computer unless I have to go to the machine. So really, even though if I plan my next day, like I'm gonna comp 50 properties, I've already comped my work. 
So that gives me a lot of benefit, of course, because, you know, of, of the journey I'm at. So, but yes, like on my days off, I plan my, uh, my, my days. Okay. The, the night before I know exactly what I'm going to do the next day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to take my cold shower, say my prayers, write down my three, write down my three names every single day. I don't write them once a week. I don't care if the names never change. I write them down every single day. So it's printed here and it's printed in my heart. And I, and I go, okay, plan my day. Okay, cool. Tomorrow I'm going to go door knocking in my neighborhood. It's crazy. You Did you know that actually I sold four properties in my neighborhood? Oh, wow. Nobody would ever think about this, you know? And you want to door knock, you want to drive for dollars, you want to call agents, plan that. Be straightforward. This is exactly what I'm going to do the first four hours. I tell my kids and my spouse, like, hey, phone is going off. I'm using my phone to call only if I need it. That's it. That four hours, I'm laser focused. And you you will be amazed how much you can do in four hours. The way, the best way it works for me is 55 minutes of working, five, five minutes of gratitude and break. I do not do four hours straight. 55 mm. minutes of teaching, working, five minutes break. When I take my break, I don't go on social media. I don't go on my phone. I get up, crack the window open since I'm at home. Breathe, man. God wakes you up today. Enjoy this. There's a tree. It's green here in Georgia all the time. <laughs> right. Enjoy that now, right there, you know. Let me ask, because I, I love hearing stuff like this, but but it, and it's I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to ask someone this live because I always heard these kind of things on podcasts and I wanted to jump in and ask. Were you always like this or did this evolve over time in your real estate business? You know, was it like from week one, you were, you know, you're writing down your goals and you're taking, you know, your five minute break after 55 minutes or did this evolve over time? Um, I think I've always had it in me, but when you only work a job, you don't need to plan because they planned it for you. Hey. You got a clock in at 12. Guess what? Guess what? You got a clock in at 12. Right. No matter what you do. I think getting into real estate and especially into wholesaling, because in wholesaling, you really got to be laser focused. You sure. really got to do the work to get paid for. That's that's all, you know, you and you have to be very consistent. So I think it, it all evol- evolved with, with being a wholesaler in my first year. And uh, but yeah, like I said, consistency is the key because I, if I wouldn't have followed up four months with that lead, I would have never closed. Right. Right. I love it. I love follow up, man. It's it, follow up is I don't want to even want to say it's underrated. I think at this point, people have heard fortunes in the follow up enough that you just need to overcome the fear or there, there's something there's there's some lack of certainty that you are experiencing that's keeping you from following up if you are. And if that's you, you, it starts by being honest with yourself, recognizing that. Um, but then taking action on it, realizing like Racky said, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. No one's going to come to the phone and hurt you. Um, you're going to learn through these experiences when you do follow up and you say something wrong or you're thinking about a different property, and, you know, and maybe you don't have good notes yet for follow up and you're afraid to call this person back because you don't really remember the details of this deal. Mm-hmm. Get over all that stuff. Just take action on it. And it's funny, the more action you take, the more bulletproof you become. And then you start to learn these systems and and get better at at being more organized. But if you feel like you've got to get all that stuff beforehand, before you go, I can relate to that. I'm just here to tell you it's safe to just jump. Just go for it. You'll be okay. I promise. <laughs> 100%. Take the risk. Uh, learn one thing or another and just go put it to work. Don't learn the whole book. Don't read the whole book. Read the Dude. first chapter. And go and go go to work. It's just no book, no podcast, no YouTube channel, no mentorship will teach you what you learn in the field. Hundred percent. It, it will not. It's just that's just simple. They will they will show you what not to do. That's very important. But what to do is you're gonna learn that in the field. Take action. Don't consume everything. Consume something and go put it to work. See how it works for you. If not improve that's all about improvement um 
Every day we get better. We're students every day. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. You'll learn every day. Absolutely. You know what I love you said earlier and then that this, what you both just said, just kind of reminded me is that you said you don't finish books. You read what you, you need to almost get out of it, mm-hmm. whatever you take out of it. And then you put the book away. Like, okay, I read what I need to read. I saw what I need to see. I'm just going to go take action. I'm going to go yeah. do whatever, you know, I, I, I already grasped. There's a reason I picked that book. Or there's a reason I picked that podcast or that YouTube video. And it's like me, I'm almost the same way when I'm, if I'm looking up a YouTube video, I'm trying to learn something. I, I'll literally just watch the YouTube video until I learn what I need to learn. That's it. And, and then it's exit out of the YouTube video and then go take the action, right? And then if yep. I need to go back to the YouTube video, I'll go back or whatever that's it is. It. But that's, I, I love the fact that you said, and it just clicked to me when you were just like, uh, yeah, I, I read books, but I don't finish books because I read what I need to read. So um, big fan of that. I'm a big fan. That is of that. so funny. Um, we went to our Airbnb yesterday. And uh, we, we were getting new countertops and the guy was disconnecting the water, right? And he said, hey, I can't disconnect the water lines because your shutoff valves are not working. Um, and I'm not going to shut off the main water line because that's liability. If somebody turned it back on, you're going to have a flood. I was like, cool. I couldn't get a handyman in place. But guess who is? Somebody. <laughs> I literally went there and I got a, a compressed fittings, right? For the copper line, for the shutoff valves. And I missed a step. I was like, this is not right. I pulled out the YouTube video. I literally watched one minute of the five minutes. And I saw exactly what I need to get out of it. I'm done. (laughs) Just like you said, Tanner, that's it. Get what you need out of it and go to work. I think that's a good lesson for not only new wholesalers or new anyone in the business, but just anyone in general. I think think that's a really good lesson for someone to learn is, sure, take the time to learn you know, almost the bare minimum, take the time to learn what you need to learn and then go take the action. Cause like you said, when you're in the field, you're, you're going to learn. If you have a whole year of analysis paralysis and you start working on your first deal and you get it under contract, you're going to forget all about that first year. And you're still going to be like, what do I need to do next? And you're And so I don't know. It's so true. Um, I have a fellow friend reached out to me over a year ago and helped me get started. He, he, he's gotten started into mentorships and all of that. I said, cool. Come up, come to these meetups. He came and like you said, stopped for six months. Then come back. What can I do to get restarted? I'm like, you've already started. Why don't you just stay consistent and finish? So of course I helped him out, held his hand for a little bit, but I always told him like, I can't walk the walk for you. I'll help you walk the walk. But you got to keep going. You can't just, like you said, stop for a year, then come back. You'll you'll forget everything you've learned. Everything. 100%. And so for, for the wholesalers that listen, um, your cash buyer is not your cash buyer. He's your partner. Uh, partner up with them. One thing I learned when I was wholesaling, I shadow my cash buyers. I know how to estimate rehabs. Like three minutes, just looking at pictures. I when I when I when I sold the deal to my cash buyer, I said, "Hey, Carlos, for example, my first buyer, Carlos, can I can I come by and shadow you? See how how the project is going? Sure, they never say no. You bring them deals, but what I'm doing is I have a paper in my hand and a pen, old school. Don't bring your laptop or anything like this. It's 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 not." right to look at your phone or your laptop while you're talking to somebody that's just morals you know having manners when you're talking to somebody i know the new generation we're in or the new society everything is in the phone but let's just focus more on learning rather than just punching buttons i'm walking you can always write down and talk to somebody they will never for disrespect it don't never be so true it's just how it is you know yeah but once i start looking at my phone you will feel that as if you're not important you're like hey rocky I kind of want to have a talk with you, but you look at your phone. I, you don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm writing down the date we first spoke because it's important to me with a couple of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> but it just doesn't seem like this to anybody, right? Right. So I shot out Carlos. I walked in. I know how the property was because I took the pictures. I walked the property. And even if you're not, if you're doing it virtually, you can always talk to them. Oh, so Carlos, I see the kitchen's top dollar. How much did that cost you? Write it down. Oh, nice bathroom. How much does that cost you? Write it down. Oh, you moved the wall. 
what was the demo like? What was moving the electrical? Did you did you have to have a permit? Did you have to do have this? Write down, write down, write down. Shadow somebody. That lesson right there, you cannot pay $3 million for. It just doesn't come. So get out there, learn, talk to people, and, and enjoy the journey. Uh, if you're local, you're doing it locally, partner up with hard money lenders because a lot of a lot of people are struggling with proof of fund. They're like, well, I'm a wholesaler. They're not going to give me proof of fund because I'm not going to bring the deal. Correct. But guess what you're going to do? You bring the deal to the hard money lender who has clients, investors. Hey, Carlos, you got this guy, Rocky's a deal finder. He's got a deal. Carlos is going to want to take a look at it because that's, he, that's what he does. Then the hard money lender will give me proof of fund. For whatever I need from now on. Mm. Now, not only I get a relationship with hard money lenders for my future reference, but I also have clients that they will buy my deals. Very That's good. It. That's a good insight. That's brilliant. Getting, uh, getting, yeah, getting uh, cash buyers from your hard money lenders. Um, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's no worries. I, I can go over how I generate <laughs> leads when I started. If you, if you want, if you want to do that. Dude, if you've got the time and yeah, and yeah, we've got it for sure. I'm, I'd love to I'm hear all, that. I'm stuff. all eyes and ears, man. I'm all about helping others. Very important is get loud. That's how you find me, right? Absolutely. Get loud. Your name is the greatest brand you'll ever have. Get loud about your business. Make it, make it, no, get out there. Tell people what you do. Don't be shy. Number one tip, do not create a different Facebook page. Please don't. Use the same page you have. You have like 800 followers, 8,000 followers. It doesn't matter. Once you create a new page and you add me, I'm not adding you. <laughs> <laughs> I just told someone his cameras nowadays. And also the lessons from that is you want to, you want everybody to know what you're doing. You want everybody to know that you're committed. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And it's very important because it comes, it comes handy later on. Like it just amazing. Let people know. You will get so many leads from friends and family on Facebook. Like, hey, I see you're doing real estate. I saw this property. Cool. Please send me the address. I don't need anything else. Send me the address, please. And I'll 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 pay you for thinking of me as a thank you. I've paid so much, but I made so much more from people bringing me leads. Literally, a supervisor at my workplace brought me a lead. And we closed and I, I gave him a check for $1,000. I said, thank you. All he did is just type down the address and send it to me in a text. That's it. Um, lead generation. This is, this is going to hit hard. Did you know that you can close deals with your mailman? No. Nobody, <laughs> nobody sees vacant properties more than the mailman. Absolutely. Talk to them. First two conversations, like when wait for them when they come here. Hey, how's it going? Hope you have a nice day. Let it go. Second day you see him. Hey, I was wondering. Uh, just want to introduce myself really quick. My name, and you don't need a script for this. It comes naturally once you start doing it. My name is Rocky. I'm an investor here in Atlanta Market in the Metro Atlanta. And I was wondering if if you see some vacant properties, I would love to see the addresses. And if I close, you have my word. I will give you. Check for a thousand or maybe cash if you prefer cash. They never report it, so they don't have to worry about it, right? And I give them the four things I'm looking for. I was like, how do you know vacant property? Well, first, they do know that. Sometimes there's paper in the mailbox that says vacant or just mail just falling off. I was like, second is like if you see tall grass, broken windows, um, bad roofs, bite siding, broken down cars in the driveway, they're just dusty right now. Just write down the address. I don't need nothing else. I'll do all the skip tracing. And then if I close, I'll, I'll give you $1,000 as a thank you. And you will be surprised how much deals you can close with your mailman. He gets to see literally every neighborhood for eight hours. It's yeah, bad. It's really smart. And it's very course, smart. With your, uh, with your um, um Amazon drivers, uh, FedEx, but the mailman gets to see everything because he stops at every stop. They don't have a specific address. They see everything. You can cause so much deals with them. And um, yeah. So what's your what's your 
what's your tip on the other end then uh, in terms of finding buyers? I mean, what's your, what's a tried and true method? If you just had to give one, one strategy, you don't have to go into detail on all different ones, but one strategy that you think works best for you in terms of finding buyers. And finding buyers, you're brand new, you land a deal. What are you going to have to do first? You got to comp it, right? You found this comp fully renovated, just got sold two months ago. You call that listing agent. Scroll down. It's on Zillow. Scroll down. Yep. Take the name, put it in Google. Hey, Susan, I noticed that you closed a deal. Congratulations, first of all. I'm an investor. And I got this lead on my table. I am in no position to take on. Do you think your client who renovated this house would be interested? Cash buyers love investing in the same neighborhood, same yep. areas. They know the inspectors. They know the counties. They know everything. They have the contractors that did the work. They know the Home Depot guy that brings everything. It's crazy. They will love that. So talk to Susan. Susan will refer you. What's good for Susan, uh, for Susan is that, hey, you know, you can make an agreement with your client that you can still list the property when, when it's done. And also, Susan, since me being an investor here, sometimes I get leads that are rent ready or like they don't need work. Do you, do you mind if I send them over to you? Maybe you could list them. You just call the people. Dude, she'll be so happy. She'll be sending yeah, yeah. you properties. Yeah, sure. That's my number one tip. That's the best tip. That's how I find my buyers, really. Very nice. That is, to me, it's one of the most underrated methods of finding buyers. Um, you know, a lot of people will um, will reach out to us because we we do a lot of dispo in Florida. And um, so we've got, you know, a bunch of act teams that'll reach out to us. And every now and again, someone will be like, man, how do you, you know, what, what do you guys do to find your buyers? Um, especially, you know, every now and again, someone will send us a, a lead in, in a small town that's not in a major market, you know, mm -hmm. and we tell people all the time, hey, send us your Florida deals. It just it doesn't have to be in, you know, Orlando or Jacksonville, whatever. like send us Titusville, send, send us your leads because we know how to find buyers. And, and that's exactly one of our methods. It's just going and looking at investor activity and then reaching out to that agent. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, not only do you have, you could potentially connect with a new buyer, you now have a relationship with an agent who will send you more deals, you know? And, yeah, it's just a, and especially if you get across a lead that it's not a cash deal, you send it to them, you will make the best relationship. You will make them happy forever. Absolutely. Tanner, you got any more questions for Racky before we land this plane? No, man. I mean, I feel like you've hit a lot of, you've made a lot of good quality points, not only for advice, but in terms of mindset, in terms of how you kind of view everything and, and, and how your day looks and, um, you know, working from the heart, essentially, uh, that's gold. You don't hear a lot of people that say that they say they're ethical and they say they want to do things right, but they use, they still are using their brain. They're not using your heart. So I, I respected you for saying that. And um, if you're using your heart, obviously you, you're going to, you're going to be someone that's easy to work with. So I highly recommend anyone reach out. If you're in the Atlanta area, if you're in the Georgia area, um, or you just want someone to talk to, uh, definitely reach out for sure. Recky, where are you doing deals at, man? How can people connect with you? Um, I'm in, uh, I'm in Georgia in general, really. I used to be in, in specific market, but now I'm all over because the deals are just everywhere. <laughs> um, reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook. I can give you my cell phone number if needed. I don't mind people text me. I mean, I'll talk Absolutely, to man. Throw it out there. Yes. It's a uh, 404-988-4115. Text me anything you need. If you like, like Tanner say, if you just need somebody to talk to, I'm your guy. If you got a deal you need to sell, I'm your guy. If you need anything, help with anything, I'm your guy. Awesome. Love awesome, it. brother. And for any of you that, that are driving or, or listening or not watching, we will have this info in the show notes. So don't worry about it. Drive safe. I'll, we got his phone number. You're good. Um, <laughs> but dude, before we let you go, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. So much um, for your time, um, for your, your selflessness, um, for your energy, for your insight. For everything bro like you've you've gone through one hell of a journey to be able to share this um because there's someone out there who's going to listen to this and it's going to be the thing that gets them over the hump you know there, there's probably something that you said that's going to change someone's life generationally um and bro i thank you for that like my gosh thank you so much so I really thank you. That's, that's that's the goal here and i truly appreciate you guys coming out here and put it out there for those who are listening it's very important that they, um, sometimes you connect with people. You don't even need to know them. You don't even need to be face to face. You just connect with them. And and my 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 goal is to make sure that I do one thing 
for somebody that will change their lives forever. And I, I don't even want them to know me. I don't even want them to call me or anything like this. I just want to make a difference for themselves, for their kids, for their parents, for, for generation wealth. Because it's, I think it's our job, from the bottom of my heart, it's our job to ensure that every generation we're in, we just got to make it better. And how we do that, we got to plant the seeds in our kids. And the same seeds we'll be planting in our grandkids and so on. Absolutely. Bro, in closing, I, I love to ask this, this one question. It's a tough one. Um, but I think that given your life experience, uh, I, I think you'll probably have one of the more profound answers. But Raki, I want to ask you, what is your current message to the world? Um, be kind. Um, it's, it's, it's okay to fall down. It's okay to get beat down. Just, just don't stay there. Get up. Do your best, even if there is no hand offered to you. Do your best and do me a favor. When you do your best, don't keep going forward without looking back. Mm-hmm. Look back, offer a hand, um, help a brother out, help a sister out. Like I said, make a difference and don't get recognition for it. Don't do not do that. Do it from the bottom of your heart. Don't don't take a picture of you helping a homeless guy, give him food and all mm-hmm. that. Just do it from the bottom. It will come back. I promise you. I promise you. Hmm. So good. Yes, Brother, so good. again, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I cannot wait to have you back on for another episode uh, just to just to see where your business is at, see where we're at. And uh, and brother, God bless you. Um, guys, connect with Racky. Um, he obviously, you, you, you know, he's uh, he, he knows this stuff um, and he is deeply connected. Trust me. We're actually working on a deal right now, potential deal. So, um, but yeah, guys, uh, connect with Racky, and um, I just I hope everyone has an amazing day. And uh, signing off to these shows is always awkward. Tanner and I were just talking the other day, like, how do we sign off of these things? We're still new, so we're figuring this out. But uh, nonetheless, guys, thank you so much for checking out another episode, and stay tuned. We got we got more people, we got more awesomeness coming up. Uh, but nonetheless, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, peace, peace. What up, guys? Thank you for watching or listening to another episode. And look, here's the deal. If you got value out of today's episode, we kindly ask that you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going. And look, if you're in Florida, we're in Florida. That's our marketplace. And we want to help your deals get to the finish line. So if you got any deals that need help with Dispo, send us an email. We're at deals at unwindinvestments.com. You can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals and guys we want you to be the next guest on our show so get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work we'll see you in the next episode peace